Where's your mama gone? Where's your mama gone? Far, far away. Far, far away. This is the Game Central podcast. Where have we gone? Nowhere. So if your mama has gone, then think of us as your foster parents, draping our lactating nipple into your awaiting lips to nourish you through the hard times. But this isn't protein and calcium we will be squirting down your throat. No, we don't need that. You get that stuff from the sun, yeah? What we need is the latest gaming news, views, reviews to abuse. So let's go ahead and light the fuse. We start with Don's Goss Ip. So it's Don Goss. Your name's Don Goss, isn't it? It is. So Hot Goss Ip is a pun on that, followed by the latest news. Gareth's music so gifted it will make you feel uplifted. Then in the middle of this rather glorious offering, we have our game show 8-Bit Shit where Gareth and Don will come together to try and decipher some of the world's most well-known movie themes, all lovingly created using this somewhat limited music-making method. But hey, back then they really had no choice. Find out what is happening in the longest-running weekly podcast soap opera as we once again head off for the days of yesteryear in Teeth for Two. And if that wasn't enough, and I bloody well think it should be, as we don't get paid to do this, Gareth had to go and get a bloody job. We have What Have We Been Playing? Uh, I really think that section needs a new title, guys. It's boring. It's not catching. It needs an even change. Play some games. Should what it's called. Not bad. Not bad. Gareth? <laughs> um, what have we been playing? That's, it's just... It's just a so... Uh, it speaks for itself, really. It's not catchy. It's not great. It's very functional. Yes, yeah, like the news being called, oh, things that have happened in the games industry this week. <laughs> could be uh, Thumb Wars well we'll get back Is to it I don't really like with a joystick no I don't like it Gareth you need to think more stop just blurting out words so uh, I wasn't here last week guys I'm really sorry it's alright it's quite nice Thank thanks I can imagine uh, you had a nice episode Tom yeah been good and you Gareth yeah uh, you know we did get many uh if any compliments on the last podcast which makes me think maybe we didn't do a, a great job without you Rob or maybe it's just that you weren't there was the whole reason it wasn't as good I'm oh sure. thanks I know you don't truly believe that deep down inside yourself no, but I don't. no I, uh, <laughs> I, I thank you all the same and it's very nice of you but you know today we're just going to go on with it it's a pretty sad day today yeah. um, not just no not because of that Gareth oh because I have been living in hell Oh. Okay, and I want to bring down the whole of the podcast to the way I feel. Okay, <laughs> so there'll be no laughing to... Don, you've already just gone past rule number one. Oh, Don. No I've laughing. i rules before I even know what the rules are. Exactly, that's what you are. No laughing, no jokes, and absolutely no bright outlook on life. News! Well, you know, fitting in with them, I don't know why there's laughter. I, I specifically stated that I, I would find it personally insulting. It's, it's the laughter of anger and despair. Oh, I'm very familiar with that. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo president Satoru Awata passed away aged 55. Now, uh, this has been a big news story this week. Uh, 
It just came out of nowhere, didn't it? Well, he'd been ill for a while and he didn't attend E3 because of the surgery he had um, previously to that. So he was obviously a lot sicker than uh, people had probably been uh, uh, led to believe. Um, but, yeah, it's just a bit tragic, really. Yeah. And he's he's the kind of guy that turned around Nintendo's fortunes, really, from what I was reading. Uh, He was appointed Nintendo president in 2002. Uh, So that's basically sort of GameCube era forward. The upswing, Uh, yeah. Yeah, upswing, yeah. We're looking at the Nintendo DS, the Wii. So he could be the guy that saved uh, Nintendo in lots of ways. Mm. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I think he's... um been a big influence on a lot of people not just the industry but he's affected people outside of uh, outside the industry as well just oh come on pra- name one person to, uh, anyone who's played anything on nintendo pretty much since uh, 2002 he affected me i know it affected I mean, look my at, life massively look at the wii as well the success of the wii getting people into gaming like no other system before it. yeah and then pushed them away again yeah but you know that's that's not his fault but the thing is, will we see now a, diff- a change in Nintendo's approach in the games industry? That is the big question, isn't it? Was it Mr. Awata who sort of started the mobile gaming and stuff like that? And will Nintendo sort of fall under and do more mobile games? We don't know what his sort of outlook on all of that sort of stuff was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Nintendo tend to think very long term. And they'll have had plans in place for the next you know, five or six years at least anyway. Um, so I wouldn't expect them to deviate from that plan um, very far at all because it was probably a bloody good plan, to be honest. <laughs> so, That's nice of you to say, Don. Yeah. And uh, also Nintendo are flying their flag at half-mast. Yep. So I just want to get I want to get away from this news story because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, but I didn't get to say anything. <laughs> say something quickly, da- Gareth. <laughs> Um, first of all, he seemed like the nicest man in the world. Anytime you ever saw him talk, you were like, that is a fucking lovely man. And he bowed first. Yeah, he's just, yeah. A, just a nice guy. He halved his salary when the company were going through hard times. Like, yeah. he didn't need to do that shit. And it was only after he died that all these uh, sites started reporting how big an impact on the actual games he had. Like, basically two of my you know, biggest games ever that occurred in my life were Smash Bros and Pokemon. And, like, Pokemon Gold for me in high school was, like, a huge deal. And for our English listeners, that is secondary school. Yes. <laughs> and um, I just, I'd take that into school and just play it on my own. Like, Obviously, of, no one's going to play with you, are they? Well, that's the thing. People would start walking up and like being like, "Oh, what are you playing?" I'm, I'm playing Pokemon. Like, oh, it's awesome! I'll bring my Game Boy in tomorrow. And Aww. you know, we we had a group of people who just hung out and played Pokemon, and it was like when I was kind of awkward, and it got me talking to people, brought me out of my shell a bit. Like, and he what put you back in your shell. <laughs> girls, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, girls. Uh, but like. You know, I, he basically, they were making Pokemon Gold, and they had the game finished, and they couldn't fit it on the car, and they said, Iwata, can you code this for us? And he said, yep, and he compressed the entire game so much that he was able to add in, on his own, the entirety of the first Pokemon uh, world onto the game as well. But that's just showing off. D- yeah, 
because he's fucking awesome. And it made yeah. that game, like, instead of just a sequel to Pokemon, like, people look back at that game as the best Pokemon. Because it was, like, it was the best sequel. It added, like, a hundred new Pokemon. And you could go back to the original game and fight against all the old Pokemon with the new Pokemon. It was amazing. Um, and, like, yeah. I didn't know until he died that he had basically made that game possible. And yeah. it had a massive impact on, like, who I am as a person. Like, I'm a pretty confident speaker now. And it's sort of like, that, just having Pokemon in my life had this weird effect where I got talking to people because of it and it brought me out of my shell. And now I'm able to talk to you two every week and know that thousands yeah. of people might listen to it. And it doesn't phase me at all. And it's... You could say you have evolved. <laughs> that is a great way of putting it. Thank you very much. Well, you know, I've been away for a week and uh, I've saved up all my pun juice. <laughs> oh, jeez. Or puce. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds disgusting, but it does run down the side of my fa- face and leg. So, uh, I didn't know that Hideo, Kaj- Hideo Kojima was going to appear on the Phantom Pain box art. Uh, apparently, he was going to be doing a sort of star jump behind the head of uh, uh, Solid Snake. Uh, so, Hideo Kojima has been removed from Metal Gear Solid Five, the Phantom Pain box art. I thought we kind of knew this a few weeks ago, Don. Yeah, I don't know why it's come as a surprise to anyone. I mean, Kojima Productions was just deleted from everything <laughs> um, a couple of months back. So Yeah, and uh, I mean, he, he still seems pretty happy about it. I mean, he's always retweeting Metal Gear stuff that Konami posts and stuff like that because I follow him on Twitter. If I was him, I would just be sort of on the post and just say, you're a shit. Do you realise that I made this game? But he, he seems very gracious and well, stuff like that. He's still going to be in, obviously he'll be in the credits and all the rest of it as director and all that stuff. And I'd love if he, it's, it's not that sort of, if he wasn't, that'd be really Just weird. says dickhead instead of his name. <laughs> <laughs> With just a face. It, swapped it out at the last minute. Yeah. Um, but I think in Japan, it's incredibly bad manners to bad mouth your boss or your you know your ex-boss or anything like that anyway so you it would be completely detrimental to his career um uh to um uh to go around slagging off his his, his previous employer but surely uh, they're slagging him off by not putting his name on it it should well, be a hideo kojima game true but i doesn't. think when this is released on we're gonna see you know, Metal Gear Racing, we're going to see all this bollocks, because I bet this is the one thing that Hideo Kojima didn't want, because it's one of Konami's, probably like their only profitable franchise now, and I think they're going to want to run it into the ground, and I think that's what they met opposition-wise from Kojima. Uh, quite possibly. Yeah, there's got to be a reason why. And the fact that he's his name is not on this gives him no sort of, I doubt it gives him any rights whatsoever. So he can't complain or do anything else. <laughs> well, who knows? Gareth knows, but he just isn't sharing it. <laughs> That's right. Don, we didn't do hot gossip. Uh, we didn't, no. No. Why don't you say anything? Because I'm, I'm humble. You're humble. You're like Satoru Iwata. <laughs> Not quite that humble. Okay, well, we'll we'll do hot gossip after the news. Ooh. See how it goes. 
maybe it, it would have set the wrong tone for us all to have banging erections whilst talking yeah. about Totoro What's Dead. I know, and uh, I think as a matter of uh, of respect, that should have been the lead news story. Yeah. But it is the lead news story, because people, if people want the next part of the Resident Evil Zero code to unlock the Resident Evil things, and they're thinking, oh, where's hot gossip gone? You need to look at yourself. <laughs> right, so Tekken X Street Fighter is definitely coming. <laughs> We're pretty far in development, that's what they say. Now, there was Street Fighter X Tekken, or Street Fighter Kiss Tekken. <laughs> I to use that, that's my joke. Um, and basically what it is, is at the same time Tekken versus Street Fighter was also announced, which would use the Tekken um, sort of engine and be made by Namco. But nothing seems to have been heard from it since the lukewarm reception Street Fighter X Tekken. Uh, Gareth, they say it's still on the go. Is anyone going to be interested when it finally does land? I don't know. It's it's become akin to like a Duke Nukem Forever at this point, where the the first one came out. You know, Street Fighter X Second came out. People thought it was okay. Yeah. Um, and then just nothing about this game for like what was it? Three years? About that, yeah. Yeah, there were rumours it had been cancelled a while back, and uh. it just wasn't wasn't working the way Street Fighter characters couldn't just couldn't integrate properly with the way Tekken works, and it was just too difficult. Yeah, I think that would but, be the hardest problem, won't it? Yep. Because but there apparently, are fireballs in Tekken, <laughs> right? Uh, there are some. But they're not conventional fireballs as we know them. Okay. They're very sort of close combat. They're not really they're projectiles. Called, yeah, they're pretty much uh, close range. Right. Um, rather than all the way across the screen type things. I always thought Tekken was more fun, but it's obviously a worse fighting game. That's just your opinion, Gareth. Well, yeah, because <laughs> like, you know, Tekken's combos are all like button bashy combos, whereas Street Fighter, the quarter circle stuff is like not exact and... Well, you say that to a Tekken expert, and they will probably button mash you in the face. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll just smash him with the C-stick. Your final smash. <laughs> C-stick uh, stands for cock. Yes. <laughs> I never thought well, about that, but it will. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, Halo is as strong as ever. The gaming franchise has now sold over 65 million units. Now, we know Halo's popular. No one needs to tell us that. Uh, with Halo 5 coming along, uh, that's very nice news to the ears, isn't it? Let's be honest. Uh, it's not a surprising story, though, is it, Gareth? Um, I don't like Halo. But I have <laughs> okay. bought them One all of... and played them all, so I'm part of the problem. Yeah. That's but that's that's, that's that. the problem, isn't it? Like, Halo One would have sold X amount of copies. We're talking about a lot. Uh, Halo Two sold a hell of a lot too. So you know, even if it is sixty-five million, you know, we have to wonder how many of those were included with the original Xbox that was sold with the bundle copies and stuff like that. But it's still a very impressive amount. Yeah, uh, nowhere might... near the amount of whatever it was, World of Warcraft, that I got wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, half of these Halo sales are obviously Halo Wars, the real-time strategy they did. Yeah, yeah, that was absolutely sublime. So, it's kind of cheating a little bit to include that. Plus, you know, ODST was massively popular. Yeah, I love that game. (laughs) It was so so different, wasn't it, from the actual pacing of the original. 
so different. It almost felt like you were human rather than a Master Chief. It almost felt like they took everything that was cool about Halo and just uh, ripped it straight out. Yeah. Which is what fans wanted. That is what they wanted. sold 38 billion copies. Oh, Gareth, stop here. Oh, I'm That's, a jokester. You are a joker, and I think it is to your detriment sometimes. I really do. Uh, <laughs> Batman, Arkham Knight's Batgirl duck, postponed on PC. Uh, well, I'd like to think so, seeming as there isn't a game for it to go on to. <laughs> so, I think that's quite nice of them to actually postpone it. Uh, on, this is stupid. Um, obviously, the DLC, everyone's a bit up in arms about it, and, oh no, it costs £500 and stuff like that. Uh, I, I played a bit with Catwoman when I was playing Batman Arkham Knight for some reason, and uh, just felt the same. It's, it's the same combat system. Okay, it may look different, but at the end of the day, it's fundamentally the same. It doesn't matter if you're playing with Nightwing. It doesn't matter if you're playing with Robin. It doesn't matter if you're playing with a Joker. It does Catwoman, Batgirl, Batman. It's the same perfunctuary sort of input method. And the animations, like I say, may be different, but you are doing exactly the same thing ad infinitum. Okay? So uh, I'm not really that interested in Batgirl. I don't think anyone is. Uh... Is it? I think it's, it feels like it's too late to save this game with Batgirl. I don't know. Everyone I know who's played it has gone, oh, it was well good, like, for the first hour. And then they went, every time I've spoken to them after that, they've gone, fucking Batmobile, man. Yeah. And, they've, and then they've taken it back. Yeah. <laughs> literally everyone I know has taken the game back because they got pissed off with the Batmobile. When you say literally everyone you know... I mean, both people I know. Two, okay. I was going to ask how many. But two is yeah. actually quite a lot. <laughs> And how many of them play games? Because one of those has to be your girlfriend, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's seen YouTube videos. And she's annoyed with the Batmobile. And she, she's already annoyed with the Batmobile, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Don's girlfriend. The final word on Batman. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, but Batman is, 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 is not a great game. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And that's all there is to say about Batman. Yeah, it's a shame. But, like I say, um, I think if you would have bought the Game of the Year edition as digital download, oh, my God, I would have been feeling really stupid right now. Well, but, you know, so, give it six months and then you can buy that anyway. Yeah, for £10. Yeah, £10. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Um, I watched the uh, Walking Dead Season 6 trailer the other day. Uh-huh. Uh and it just looks the same sort of storyline as season five. What, you mean the zombies walking around? Oh, Gareth, look, you're being uh, cheeky again. And humans are the real threat, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what it is. But they're, they're, the humans are now deciding that Rick is the real threat. Rick is the walking dead, is that what you're saying? No, Rick is the threat. He's the threat to the human element. <laughs> uh, basically, he's a bit twisted and stuff, they think, and he's kind of a bit warped. Um, very interesting sort of Suicide Squad uh, trailer mm-hmm. very nice that was um, won't be watching that though uh, really? Batman why not first... because this isn't lights banter action <laughs> fair enough alright you just don't watch films because we don't have a film podcast yeah uh, okay. well, no sorry it was uh, what was it pop culture podcast pop culture podcast yeah what would you call that PCP. <laughs> but obviously you good. Guys, thank you. you. You guys decided against it, so obviously it's on to the games. Uh, so, Don, D 
this week's hot goss hip. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. A bit of a sad week, so hopefully you can sort of twist your hot gossip to be highly depressing. <laughs> I'm sure I can manage that. Okay. Uh, well, it's actually on the exact same theme. Uh, of, uh, our piece of news, uh, the main story this week. Yep. Um, the uh, As a kind of tribute to uh, Mr. Iwata, uh, who sadly passed away, um, the uh, new... Nintendo console is going to have its controller renamed the Iwata Wand. Oh, no, that's if that's not true, Don, that's too soon. That's what they're going to call it, the Iwata Wand. It's a fitting tribute to a man who... What? That's what it's called. You had the Wiimote, now you have the Iwata Wand. Can you can you Google that quickly, Gareth, to make sure that Don's not being inappropriate? I I think I would get some iffy responses if I Googled Iwata One. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because Iwata is a Japanese name, it's not just only him. That's very true. You'd get a hell of a lot of Iwata's results. Um, they are doing something else, though, Nintendo. Um, no, they are. Are they going to do something else? They've not just shut the company. Hang on, let me set up for this because I don't. <laughs> Oh. No, I think that was the hot gossip, Gareth, that Nintendo are going to do something else. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, they're not just shutting down. Holy they're shit. They're not just shutting down. No. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. <laughs> um, they've... Um, uh, you might have noticed lately that uh, Iwata's me character um, has been going around... Um, going around? Being sent around social oh, media a lot. What are you talking about? Iwata's me has it, been going around. Yeah, right. You can use um, what they called those bloody codes. 3DS QR codes, yes. QR codes. And you can scan that and you can get what is me into your game. So you can have it as a me. What it's game? Kind of, it was his first one. Literally any any game. Any game. Right, get your any Xbox game. out. <laughs> <laughs> on a Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. You can have uh, a me of water. So that's been going around. So people have been obviously adding a water as the, one, you know, one of the me's because can you can have loads. You can add your friends, me's, and all the rest of it. Um, you can add more by QR code. So um, uh, that's been going around. So Nintendo have noticed this huge popularity of this going around. And what they've done is they've, they're going to add um, his me um, as a standard me character in, uh, in, all, in the, uh, the next console, in the NX. So it's going to be a, an Iwata me by default on there as a little kind of tribute to him it will always oh. be there yeah That's so he, he's going to continue in the world that we're. he created pretty much yep exactly there's a film like that isn't there what you mean like Lawnmower Man or something yeah, there it is That's the one <laughs> see there we go see it's just the self-fulfilling prophecy isn't it really <laughs> right so that's the news done Okay. <laughs> Wait, no, we didn't do the code. We didn't do the code. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Don, uh, we're talking about Resident Evil Zero, the code now. Uh, how, is it the fourth or the fifth? Um, this will be the fifth, the the fifth, fifth part of the eight-part code. Do you want it? <laughs> I, I have a feeling, uh, even if I say no, you'll still give it to me. <laughs> That's the way this game works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's going to be... Um, the uh, the original code was the original 
next step was the button Y, was the Y button. Yes. But PlayStation doesn't have a Y button. It has an XO, a triangle, and a square. So it will be the triangle button this time instead. That's the triangle button. Um, and say if you have, say if you've not got uh, or you've used your pad so much that the actual symbols on the buttons have worn away. That's the one at the top. The one on the top. The one at the top. Thank you very much, Dom. You're welcome. Well, I received two uh, suggestions for video game music this week. Uh, one from Chris Hard and one from Jonas Tinyface on Twitter. Um, ultimately, the one I'm going to go with is Jonas Tinyface, uh, who's at Snide Schneider, by the way, um, because he uh, sort of he almost cheated by appealing to my love of the game that I've picked a song from. Um, he suggested I play music by uh, Danny Baranowski. For people who don't know, he's done the soundtrack to Crypt of the Necro Dancer and stuff. Um, and his first, well, maybe first, but his definitely most famous soundtrack is for one of the best games I've ever played and one of the one of my favourite games of all time, and that is Super Meat Boy. Uh, for people who don't know, it's a hardcore platforming game where all you can do is run, uh, move, and jump. And you have uh, levels that are incredibly challenging uh, that you have to complete in one go. Um, unbelievably good. Coming out for PS4 quite soon as well. Um, and I highly recommend the Super Meat Boy. One of the tightest, most fun games I've ever played. And hard as fucking balls. Um, and also has an unbelievable soundtrack. The kind of soundtrack that I still listen to today way over like half a decade later I think so okay this is from the soundtrack to Super Meat Boy and the song title is Devil and Bass
Well, Gareth, that piece of music was absolutely phenomenal. I've got shivers down my spine. What made you choose it? Um, why don't you tell me what you think made me choose it, and then I'll tell you if you're right or not. Pretentiousness. Correct. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Uh, Don. Hello. Sorry, I completely missed what you said then. I don't know what was happening. Are you alright today, Don? I didn't think you said anything. I'm, I'm a bit tired, but... Yeah, well, you know, t- t- tired is tired, isn't it? What did you have for dinner tonight? I bet it, oh. there was no sort of... I haven't oh. actually had dinner yet. See? That's why you're flagging, oh. mate. Oh. Which doesn't yeah. bode well for uh, the feature that we're doing now with a quiz. You're going to go up against Mr. Musicman himself, the Pied <laughs> Piper of Hamlet, the man, the legend... Gareth Williams, uh, and you're not 100%, uh, but it's called 8-Bit Shit. Uh, nowadays, with indie games once again putting old-style music back to the forefront of their games, such as Hotline Miami and Retro City Rampage, to name but two, this style of music has become trendy once again. But you only have to look back a few years when playing your favourite 8-bit tune aloud would have been met with protests as people exclaimed, Ah! Turn that off! It's really limited and awful! Man! What's that? From the 80s or something? And of course, did music really sound like that in games? I hate you, but it's only now it is accepted. Yeah, yeah, I really like that style of music in the game because it's like retro, but the game's recent. Yeah, it really adds to the feel of the game, almost as if the developer is devolving his game. Now, excuse me, I'm off to Starbucks with my Apple Mac. One of these music ponces is none other than our own Gareth Williams, and Don's job involves working with music to some degree, so I thought... Would Gareth's Ponce brain be able to listen to a well-known movie themed process through this archaic method? Not only that, but will he know the meaning behind it? So remember, guys, this doesn't have to be a game. It's just theme music using 8-bit style. Okay. So it will be a movie theme through 8-bit. Eight, eight definitely uh, so movies, though. Definitely movies. Okay. So if it's like, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the film Cabin Fever... Uh, and a tune started moaning and he said oh there's not a game based on cabin fever then it's your own fault okay okay so <laughs> yep yeah, that was a bit of a delayed reaction there how is this going to be a game what do you mean do you ask us one at a time or do we just say I think I know it when we think we know it or what? you say oh that's shit okay <laughs> okay so when you think you know it you say, ah, that's shit. And then I'll stop it and I'll go to you. If you get it wrong, then I'm afraid you have to sit there with the indignity whilst the person who didn't say that they knew what it was listens to the game, the theme in all its glory and then will most rightly get it right. So if you rush if you rush and you think, I'm going to get in before the other person, but you get it wrong, you basically yeah. guaranteed them a point. Well, not necessarily, because sometimes Don gets things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he does. Yeah. So are you ready for the first theme? Yes. And remember, you must say, oh, that's shit. Oh, that's shit. Here we go. (laughs) 
Oh, that's shit. Oh, that's shit. Oh, that was Gareth the Hair Boy oh. first. Indiana Jones. Well done, Gareth. Don't you just love that? Pretty good. I do feel like I'm about to play that game. Right. Here we go. Oh, that's shit. Oh, that's shit. Oh. Whoa, Gareth. Terminator you are like two? slick grease lightning coming out of some man. Terminator? It sure is, Gareth. Oh. Absolutely fantastic. Here we go. Oh, that's shit. Oh, Gareth, it is shit. <laughs> what is it? Star Wars. Oh, Don, you need to wake up, darling. I'm getting it just a split second too late. <laughs> wow. So shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> right, what's this one, guys? Oh, that's shit. Oh, Gareth. Batman. I'm telling you something that's not shit. What? You, look in the mirror. <laughs> it is, of course, Batman. Don, do you need to Batman? drink a glass of water? I didn't get that at all. Listen. Oh, he gets it now. Yeah. Legend hair. Is it going to kick off? Here we go. Doesn't really have the impact that you'd think, does it? No. <laughs> you know, when I listen to that song, it makes me feel like I can do anything except for uh, face life. <laughs> but here is the next one, Gareth. Oh, that's shit. Oh, don't oh. taste. What are we saying? Fucking hell. Uh, that's Superman. It sure is, my friend. And oh. now it's, you're catching up. <laughs> What's the score? Five, one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the way it goes a tiny bit out of out of, <laughs> out of, um, out, out of tune. Yeah. It's alright. What are they trying to say by doing that, Gareth? What, the out of tune bit? Yeah. It's to show that Superman's not perfect, you know? He's like, he's as human as all of us. Hold on, mate. Sorry. Right, are you ready? Yeah. 
my god, someone needs to get a life, surely. <laughs> uh, go on, Gareth. Jurassic Park. Oh, hey, god. Jurassic Park. I think what you need to do, Gareth, is you need to. I don't know what you need to do, but you it's need to tell worry. Go outside. <laughs> you should worry. Yeah, whatever but it is, worry about it. You know, it's it's not even the actual music. It's through such a shitty, limited way of saying, showing things that. Classic. It's quite sad, actually. Yeah. It's making me contemplate my life, and that's pretty much the last thing I want to be doing right now. Well, you got to remember Jurassic Park's not exactly a happy film. It's got a nice ending. Yep, everybody's dead but three. <laughs> yeah, the three nice people. Everyone else was a dick. That's true. Yeah. That's made me sad though. Reminds me of when my dog got eaten by a dinosaur. <laughs> oh. It was awful. Was it a Tyrannosaurus Rex? No. Oh. It was a Stegosaurus. Yeah, which makes it worse is because it's a vegetarian animal. <laughs> This is the, you would have got it if it did this, wouldn't you, Don? Yeah. Yeah. Na, 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 na. I'd have got that. Here we go. Oh, that shit. Oh, fucking hell. I reckon is... if, if Gareth says, oh, that shit before me, but I know the answer, I should still get a point. <laughs> no, because then Don will, Gareth will do one of his fucking <laughs> monologues at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, you know, like halfway through, it's actually decided that even when I did say, oh, that shit, um, Don would actually take the point from me. You know, I was all for doing it in the beginning, but because I lost, I didn't like it at all. Uh, it was that absolutely... thing is terrible. <laughs> That's oh, all. thank you. Well, Gareth, did you even say what it was? Not yet, no. <laughs> no. Oh, it's assuming that you got it right. <laughs> it's uh, Miserly from Pulp Fiction. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> this might as well have been let's just play uh, 8 bit sounds that Gareth knows. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about this, Don. I'm going to yeah. try and get some ones that you know that he probably won't. Cool. That's fair. Come on. That's it. Oh! Come on. Gareth! Man. Rocky. You hairy bastard. <laughs> Why wouldn't I know Rocky? Because you don't seem that into boxing. You've never mentioned it. No, but Rocky is a good film. One it Oscars. transcends sport, doesn't it? Yeah. You can watch it as a film in its own right. Adrian. No, he doesn't say it like that. Could you imagine what an anti-climax <laughs> it would be? He's just fought Apollo Creed. Everyone's going mad. He looks over. Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, it, it's become depressing. I know I said this is the depressing episode of the Game Central podcast, but I just think the way he's doing it to you, Don, it shows no class, and in, it's a little bit bullying. In a way, it is. 
It's it's not like uh, oh let me let him have one. It's like he's one of those competitive kids at school. <laughs> he got Superman. I did. He got a point. He's on the board. How, how many more have we got to go? And can I can I come back and win from this? No, you can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can I at least have a semi-respectable? Score? You can have a semi. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but do one more, Rob. And yeah. almost, we'll let Don have it, right? Yeah. And if he gets it wrong, <laughs> then then I'll I'll give you an answer. Thank you. You can be like you know in school sometimes you get a helper. You can be like his assistant. Yeah, or I'll be like Dictionary Corner on Countdown. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Get ready, Don. Well, that's all yeah. freak on that one hundred to one shot. Oh, that's it. No, no, you don't, Don. You're you're playing against yourself now. You don't need to oh. buzz in. Well, I, I like to keep, you know, play by consistency. The ball. Yeah. Mission Impossible. Well done, Don. You yes. have passed. Fantastic. Shit. How do you feel? Uh, I always feel good when I come from behind. Oh yes. <laughs> that was sexual. If anyone didn't know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was quite good. Um, you know, eight, I like eight. those jeans. They were good. They are good, aren't they, Don? And hopefully, Gareth can launch his own side project called 8BitCast. <laughs> 8Bitch. There we go. <laughs> Fantastic. But until next time, thank you very much. Don, you yeah. won. You won. Yay! I feel good. Well done. Second. Well done. <laughs> you, you! Oh my God. <laughs> What with today's technological world, it can sometimes seem daunting, and we sometimes stick on our rose-tinted specs and think of yesterday. That is the genius of Tea for Two, a soap opera devised from podcast medium. Join regular Londoners Rob and Don as they chat about the good old days whilst sitting in an exclusive cafe located in Mayfair. This is Tea for Two. Hi Don, sorry I couldn't make it last week, I had a few problems. Oh hi mate, yeah I missed, uh, missed having a cup of tea last week, I sat here and drank alone, it was quite quite sad. I would have only have uh, cried into my tea and made it uh, stink, so it's uh, a good I didn't I'm, come at the end. I'm glad you didn't turn up then to be honest. <clears throat> but good thing was, I bought five DVDs, uh, let me just, yeah, The Patriot, Collateral, Kill Bill Volume 2, The Green Mile, and The Da Vinci Code. Guess how much oh. I paid? Uh, I don't know. I presume you went back to 2001 when all those films all came out on DVD. To, uh... No, I didn't actually, because I've not got a time machine, and I'm feeling quite depressed at the moment, so I'd really appreciate it if you didn't put me down. <laughs> uh, you probably paid uh, 10 to 15 pounds for the job lot. I actually paid £3.75 for all of them. Well, that is a bargain. You know, I was walking out and I said to my girlfriend, it makes you remember Blockbuster, you know, and no wonder they went out of business. Yeah, I people when I'd wandered them, out of all their stuff and not bringing it back. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> DVD overnight, 3 95 seems crazy now, doesn't it? 
Yes. yes and I, I, I would rent a movie. I'd say, oh, mum, can we go and rent a movie? You know, and she'd be like, yeah, she can. So we all went up there. We chose. Me and my sisters would argue. My dad would get annoyed. He'd just say, we're getting this one. And then um, we'd all go. I think it was even a video back then. And you'd watch it, and then we'd take it back. And that was four pounds. And then you'd have to take But now you can go and see X or anywhere, pick up a DVD for a pound. Um, <clears throat> but I remember when you used to buy DVDs for nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Do, do you remember those days? Yeah, hey, I remember the days when it first came out. Everyone thought it was the dog bollocks. And but I just you... thought, well, they are good, but yeah, they're not that good. My, my dad uh, got it with the DVD player. He bought the first DVD I ever owned, ever had. Well, I say it was me. It was my dad's. Uh, £350 he paid for his DVD player. Jesus and Christ. it came with The Matrix, which cost twenty three ninety nine. Bloody hell. And I bet I had a load of adverts and uh, trailers at the beginning that you could not skip. It did. It did. It had those the trailer that spoke about HD. So if you were watching it on VHS uh, and it was saying... The HD difference, <laughs> all that, but you're watching it on VHS. You, you yeah. don't see the HD difference. No. That's, do you remember your first DVD? Uh, I don't actually. I, I was working as remarkably as uh, coincidence would have it. I was working at Blockbusters when DVD came out. Wow. What do you remember opening your first one and looking at it? Uh, no. But yeah, I imagine that I probably just thought, oh, it's just a but disc, it's a big... like all other discs. No, it's a big change in entertainment. You were there for the dawning of it, and you don't even remember it. I was too busy hating working for Blockbusters, to be honest. No, 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 Don. DVDs came, VHS went out. So at some point, when you were working for Blockbuster, you must remember when this big shift came in. <laughs> Not really, because well, I, I was terribly shit at my job. I, you know, but they you stuck to... with, do you know what? They stuck with VHS for quite a while at Blockbusters. And I used and, to own uh, a game station. Uh, we used to have, um, yeah, we used to rent out a PlayStation 1 and an N64. Yeah. Um, and people used to come in, especially the students, and they'd register uh, for a new Blockbuster card and rent out three N64 games and then, <laughs> never, and then never bring them back. It's and not a very good uh, system. It, was, it wasn't the best system in the world, and obviously that cost a fortune. So, uh, I, I blame immigration myself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I have to go now, Don. The walls in this place are staring at me with judgmental eyes. Yeah, people don't like us talking about DVDs. Like, no. In the days. They're all a bunch of Blu-ray, Blu-ray fanatics these yeah. days. Bye then, mate. Well, I'll see you later. Yeah, you too, mate. Take it easy. I'll see you Bye next mate. week. Because I don't want to call it What Have We Been Playing Anymore. Gareth, whilst me and Dom were recording T for Two, you were given the rather diminutive task Mm -hmm. of coming up with a new name for this section. Because it is really boring and no wonder we all fall asleep and the listeners fall asleep whenever we start it. (laughs) So we need a name that's going to make people think, fucking hell, I think I better stick around for this. Don's destiny section. No. (laughs) 
I think I've got it. That sounds like saying on Babe Station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine if I got on Babe Station? <laughs> I can't. Jesus. And you had a fucking chainsaw in your hand. <laughs> 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 Running around like a greased up golem. But he's got to turn the men on, so all he'd do is just describe his girlfriend's breasts to camera. Oh, yeah. He'd take a picture with him. Like an A4, no, A1 size sort of backed. You know, you get those ones that are kind of, what do you call them? What am I talking about? Canvas, that's it. It's a canvas. And he'd just hold it up to the camera and look down the lens menacingly. I'd watch that. Oh, I would. Hmm. Come on, what's the name of the section? Oh, sorry, I, I was thinking about what that would look like. Uh, so, I, I didn't want it to be too out there, you know, but it has to be to do with games. Well done. So, I'm thinking we call it the play-by-play. Not bad. Because we're playing games, and we're giving the play-by-play on those games, like we describe what happens in the game and stuff. Especially if, like me, which your criticism was, that I go into too much detail and I talk for too long. I may as well just do a play-by-play <laughs> sequence of events leading up to me playing that game. Sure. <laughs> but I take criticism well. That's true. Well, it could even be like the play-by-play-by-play, so there's the three of us, so you need three plays. Free play. Free play? Free, because uh, it's like... Free replay, play, free like, way. Free play, free play, because we're replaying mm-hmm. what the three of us played in our minds yes that's true yeah so the three replay free play replay the re- free the, the three play by replay free players <laughs> but with Zed on the end like which Ooh. was really in the mid 2000s nice yeah Free players. Players. But <laughs> yeah. like we're the players, right? That's what we are now. And the players are here and we're talking about games. Yeah, we've been playing games. What? What are we going to do about it? Can't do nothing. Yeah? So, Gareth, what, what have you been up to, man? You been playing a game? I've played one or two games. Nothing new. Don't hate the player, hate the game. That also is a saying that has game in it, yep. Yep. Um, play more Borderlands. Um, oh, that's Borderlands. <laughs> oh, you've been saving up for weeks. I know. Um, that's still fun. Playing Borderlands with three friends at the same time is yeah, just awesome. I recommend it to anyone. If you've got a few friends and you're like, oh, what can we play together? To, to, we like hanging out, but we don't have any games that we can play. Play Borderlands 2 in this example. It too. It's, it's fucking awesome. So much fun. And uh, I have been obsessed with Borderlands for years. And it turns out I'm still kind of obsessed with it. Those games are incredible. And I love them. I love you too. And let me just interject while we're talking about it. In uh-huh. uh, I noticed that, you know, it's it's not necessarily the story that keeps you loving playing. It's, it's just the gameplay and that constant feedback of reward. Yeah, it just constantly is giving you stuff. Yeah. It's like when you go around to your nan's house. Yeah. You're like, I've been here before, I know what she's going to say, but if I stay long enough, she's going to give me £5 because she forgot she gave it me. You got £5 from your nan? Sometimes, yeah. I only used to get a pound off my granddad. So. And did he give you any money? 
I like that one, Gareth. Hold on. Oh, cheers, mate. Oh, Don, did you used to get any money off any elderly relatives? No, just some yogurt that sometimes. With elderly relatives, doesn't it? Like they have to pay you for your time, and it's like a whole <laughs> thing. Like you don't get money off your uncle or like your cousins or anyone you go and see. It's always the elderly relatives that feel uh, that they have to pay you for spending time with them, which yeah. is not right, Gareth. Well, yeah, they've got a lot of money lying around, I'm to understand, so you just give it people. Just yeah. give it people. <laughs> there was this old lady that I was, uh, I, I mowed her lawn. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> uh, she's about 92 years of age. And uh, my mum said, can you just go next door and uh, mow Eileen's lawn? I said, is that a euphemism, mum? She went, no, it isn't. So I went round there uh, and... She said to me after I'd finished, would you like paying for that? I keep all my money in here. And I'm like, fantastic. Tell that to anyone that comes around, really. <laughs> no wonder they get mugged, bless their little hearts. <laughs> wow. They're very trusting, aren't they, the old generation? Very, because you could leave your door open back then. I'm not sure how many people were leaving their doors open, though, back then. Everyone. In it must get bloody cold. Not in this And that's weather. probably why a lot of them died, because, you know. <laughs> probably. Or the heat got out. Yeah, but there you go. That's that's the older generation. We don't, we can't think about that now, but we can't relate because it just doesn't happen that way. <laughs> True. Everyone used to know your name. I don't even know my neighbour's name. All I know is what time she leaves work in the morning, what time she takes a bath, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and when you move into a new area, you have to go around telling everyone your names and that you've moved in. <laughs> yeah, so. it's part of being on the register. <laughs> okay. Um, right. I also played. What did I play? Oh yeah, I played some Smash Bros. Played some multiplayer games on the PC. Speedrunners, Samurai Gun, Mount Your Friends, all that yeah. good stuff. Um, mount your friends. Mount your friends. This is just a game where you climb up your friends. It's pretty yeah. good. It's a lot of fun. You might love it, Don. Sounds disgusting. I might like it. Oh, you need friends, though. That's... You know oh. when you're younger and you you sort of explore your sexuality, did you ever have a, a particular friend that you thought, you know, if I was to experiment, then I would mount this one? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> How many of your friends did you try to mount, Rob? Only one. But we were both quite young at the time, and I don't think... I think I was a lot more mature than I made out I was. Well, not that I made out more than anyone else. I just remember being a bit more switched on. Was this so, like a year ago? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, when I was going to college, when I was about 17 years of age. He, he was he was a gay man. Um, he was gay man? He was a gay man, like a man that's gay. Ah, that's not what yeah. you call them. No, they're called homosexuals. Yeah. But enough of that. Let's, let's not talk about this. I've never experimented <laughs> okay. with the same sex. But we've all had an opportunity to, haven't we? <laughs> What's going on? Exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? Uh, you can tell it's like been a warm day and we're all a bit tired. It's been a warm day. been a warm day. Anyway, I, I, as you can tell, I played basically fuck all this week. 
you've basically played a repeat of what you played two weeks ago. Yeah, I played something kind of interesting last week and then stopped. So it's just, wow. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? I did last week. It was Deus Ex. Oh, there you go. With the director's commentary, and then I got to the first boss fight. I was like, nope. Nope, no sorry. Because the boss fights are fucking wank. Yeah, well, um, I've been kind of locked within a temptation of evil mm. <laughs> this week, and I've been around my mum's quite a lot, which means that I've been playing on my PlayStation Vita. Uh, I played Mortal Kombat, which was quite good. Which one? Uh, Mortal Kombat, the last one. Nine? Yeah. I don't know what it was called. It was just called Mortal Kombat, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nine is That's the problem. Uh, don't really like it. Still don't like it. Really? Though. Yeah, it's just... It's not, it doesn't feel intuitive enough. I, I, I enjoyed the story, though. This I story really... is probably the best story that's been in a fighting game for ten years. Yeah, and I went into my sister's room. Uh, she was playing Bully oh. on the Xbox 360, so had a little play there. Uh, on the Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then I just found myself with this console with really old games because where she's a girl, they don't really care. They'll just buy random games. They don't go, oh, I need to now play this. So I found myself playing things like Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, hmm. uh, which is one of the best Tony Hawk's around. And it just made me pine for a new sort of traditional Tony Hawk's rather than that piece of skateboarding crap that they released last time, that ride crap. Um, it's just so great. It feels so responsive, so playable. And, you know, there really is time now for it to come back. They're, really, they're bringing back Guitar Hero, all of those sort of old things. I know they're bringing back Tony Hawk's, but I've just got a feeling it's not going to be the same. You're not going to be able to ollie. You're not going to be able to manual. <clears throat> You're not going to be able to do those switches and inverts and things like that which was so great because there's a level of Tony Hawk's where you can, can play it and just when you start off but then there's such a deeper level where you can really use skills and do million point trick combos and I remember me and my friend just passing the control to each other and just doing two player and just playing and it, it just it makes you re- wonder why you got into games in the first place it makes you realise and then you, then you think to yourself, am I playing games because I enjoy it? Or am I playing games because I like to remember how I used to play? It's like when you listen to a piece of music and it takes you back in time. Mm. Do I want a Tony Hawk's game in a traditional sense because I want to play it again? Or do I want it just because of the pure feelings that it evokes? Well, if... If you want that, you already have that, right? You already have Tony Hawk's 1, 2... That's and what I'm saying. Wasteland, so... But I want an updated version with smoother gameplay. 1080p, 60 frames per second, yeah? What you want? Is there a skate? No, it's a completely <laughs> different game. Completely different. Different mechanics, different way of skating, different way of playing. I want Tony Hawk's over the top, jumping over buildings... Going absolutely crazy. That's that's fantastic. It's it's fun, but I don't know. Skate for me was just more satisfying of an experience. Skate is to Tony Hawk's as Battlefield is to Call of Duty. There you go, Gareth. That's what I think. And I'm a Battlefield up. guy, so yeah, I enjoy Call of Duty a lot. But Battlefield's the one I come back to. Yeah, and I love coming back. 
Oh dear, that doesn't even make sense. No. I was thinking about it as I was saying it, because I was trying to yeah. copy what Don did earlier. Yeah, um, come from behind. That's... T- <laughs> yeah. That's what he does. Come Ex- back, you know, quizzes. start asking someone for your comeback. <laughs> Isn't that called a snowball? Or, or a felch, if you just take it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, I saw that the other day. <laughs> Why? Because... Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. It's a bit like the Batmobile. The Batmobile <laughs> is to Batman what Felchin is to Pong. It's almost as if the same thing's happened many years. So people in Pong have got together and said, right, we need something new now to liven this up because we've been doing the same thing for the last few years. And then someone explained Felchin and they were like, why not just give it a go? And I think that's exactly what happened with the Batmobile. <laughs> Just needed mm. something, and that happened to be one of the things that was mentioned. <sighs> but Felchin, you know, when I you, you it's, I don't think they would have done it many years ago. I don't think people would have done it during Victorian times. <laughs> you your granddad like. was Felchin, your grandma. No, I don't think he was. You know, I think it was very traditional, and I think it's skewing uh, the further away we get from what essentially what it is to essentially make love, the further away we get from what women want. Okay, and I think we're led to believe that, Gareth. We're led to believe that my girlfriend would love for her friend to come over and to do that to her whilst I look on. You know, that's what we're led to believe while watching porn. But I'm afraid if I mentioned it or gave her the proposition of that happening, she wouldn't be up for it. Also, she'd break your PC. Like, like, exactly. Bang. And also when they say, oh, yeah, put it in my mouth, I love the taste of my ass," <laughs> You know, they don't. They they really don't. I don't think anyone does. It's not like for years you'd sit there sort of tasting your own ass, like with your finger. Oh, I love the taste of my ass." And then, you know, we get all of this stuff. No wonder the younger generation's growing up fucked up. <laughs> Women do not like the taste of their ass. okay? Let's just get that sorted out right now. Oh, don't get it twisted much like we don't like remakes of classic games it all yeah. comes full circle there you go Don <laughs> hello I'm a bit scared now don't be scared Don because we go underneath we go underneath the fucking the, the, the umbrella yeah we go behind the curtain on this this is what people tune in for they want to know about this stuff and I'll be thinking you know they're right <laughs> do you know when I'm going to tell you something Don I've never told anyone okay um, back in the day in the hospitals they had a lot of deaths uh, and this was through bad hygiene and there was a man that said that before and after operations all doctors and nurses should wash their hands with soap and they thought he was crazy that is a true story yeah but Gareth that is a true story I know like literally he said he come up to everyone and said do you know what the reason why everyone's dying is probably because of the 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 fucking spread of bacteria why don't we wash our hands and they looked at the guy like he was absolutely mental and that's what I'm talking about evolution but I don't think 
I, like felching, we're looking at it now like, oh, what what the fuck is this? Because we're like that guy that's told everyone to wash their hands. Like, it's just weird. But in years to come, you know, felching, it might just be a way of communicating between each other. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I was ready for you to share some horrible old secret. And then you just said a fact about Victorian medicine. <laughs> Yeah, but I've never told anyone. It, so it was, <laughs> I watched it and I thought, oh, I'll tell my mum that or something. That sounds interesting. But I didn't actually, uh, I haven't told anyone. So there uh, you go, that's the first person I've told. Oh, that tickled me. Oh. <laughs> go on, Dan. Um, oh, Jesus. Uh, unbelievably, and unlike last week, I've only played a little bit of uh, one game that I've played a bit of before. <laughs> I'm afraid it's another Destiny Week, chaps. Great, so... But this week, what have I achieved? You're probably asking, well... I've now got all the new armour pieces from the House of Wolves DLC. No way. Yep, all the new exotic armour. That's the Celestial Nighthawk for your hunter, which gives you a massive golden gunshot. No, you you haven't got the Celestial Nighthawk, Don. I've totally got the Celestial Nighthawk. No, you haven't haven't been on. I've been using it. It's good. It, it does one massive shot that does six times damage. A bit Shit. like me in real life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh there we go. Uh, uh, and I've got the purifier robes for the warlock, which blinds everything when you uh, activate radiance. Oh, yes. Uh, and I've got the bones of Eo. <laughs> oh, just, it just Bo- sounds like they, they just Don't had a right laugh. Mouth. E-A-O and... EO, AO, O, whatever. But basically means you, uh, you, uh, you upgrade your triple jump to a quadruple jump, which Whoa. is uh, great. It's good in PvP because it means you can jump off the map and not fall over a cliff or something, and then people don't generally pay attention to you. And then you jump back on again and surprise them. And they all suddenly die and wonder what the fuck happened. And you go, eh, bones of AO, mate. Bones of fucking AO. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So is that an exploit in the game? Would that be no, no, not at all. No, it's a perfectly legitimate tactic. You're basically jumping, you know, over the edge of a cliff or something. But instead yeah. of jumping to your death, you can jump a couple of times, remain alive, and then hop back on real land again. Sounds good, mate. <laughs> Thrilling stuff. Yeah, you sound pretty thrilled by it. I'm not. It's coming up to a year now, isn't it, since it was released? <laughs> um. September will be uh, September 9th I believe will be yeah. a full year correct got anything special planned uh, yeah I'm going to be taking a, a week off to play the Taken King yep quite good yeah and when you've done the Taken King do you think that'll be it <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like it to be it for a, a little so while so would we <laughs> we really a, would I'll, in between you know Taken King and Ing I'll drop in a little bit of Maybe a bit of, uh, I don't know, a bit more Drive Club. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I think you're about ready for some more homework, though. Yeah. Am I? It sounds like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the homework, what it was is me and Gareth decided that we'd intervene on behalf of our friend. A kind of, sort of, when you step in and you lock a heroin addict into a bedroom, like in Train Spotting. Yeah. uh, And he saw the little child on the roof. Not the roof, the ceiling. Don't want to get that wrong. No. <laughs> so it was on the ceiling, 
you know, Don's the same as the man in Train Spotting. If his disc of Destiny fell into his toilet full of shit, you would go through it, wouldn't you, Don? I would, with your yeah. hands. Well, I'd have and to, because you... you can't just buy the download and carry on. It's stupid the way it works, but yeah. Yeah, that's it. You would get it. You would scratch feverishly at it. So me and Gareth a few <laughs> weeks ago decided to intervene, and we gave him the homework of playing uh, Wolfenstein, yep. which he completed. Um, but again, he's relapsed. And hopefully, Gareth has an idea up his sleeve. I have an his idea. His wizard sleeve. <laughs> it's right up inside the wizard sleeve. Let me just get oh, it. Ah, <laughs> oh, Okay. Don. Hello. Your mission, which you have no choice if you accept <laughs> no it. No choice not. but to accept. Sounds like, you know, you've not got much to do on Destiny, you're not playing Drive Club, so I think you uh, you have some room for another game in your life. Oh, do I have to? And that game is one of the best games wow. of the past ten years. Ooh. The best game to come out in 2013, for sure. And that game is The Last of Us. Oh, oh fucking yes. hell. Now, you have failed at this game once already. <sighs> ah, I played two hours of it. I met Ellie and went, ugh, fucker. I stand by what I said. You failed. No one has <laughs> that reaction. No. <laughs> so here's what you're going to do, though. You okay. are going to play The Last of Us. Step one. Okay. Step two, you're going to start again. You're not going to start playing from your old saves. You forget any of the story. You're going to fucking start again. There's been no story, though. You wander around outside. You see that there's some police types beating people up. They're a bit rough. Obviously kind of wankers. And you go and rob some warehouse or some shit like that. The Last of Us has maybe the best opening to a game there's ever been. Oh, yeah. Oh, the whole thing with the house and the phone call. And you go... Like it through the streets for some reason. I can't remember why. Exactly. That's why you're going to start again. Okay? Because yeah. yeah, if you don't know the whole reason that you're playing the game, it becomes a bit hard to connect with it. Exactly. Yeah, it's just zombies, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, mate. It's just zombies. Step three, you're going to play the game until you see the words winter pop up on your screen in big letters. Fucking hell! Is this? That's going to be the fucking end of the game. Isn't it? No, it's not, it's not the end of the game. <laughs> but if at that point of playing up to that point of the game, you still feel like you don't want to complete it, then there may be some trouble from me. <laughs> I might bust in that tea room next week and have words. Well, and he can do that, Don. Yeah, I oh, can be can. anywhere. He's I can to be everywhere. I teleported us to fucking Russia. I can yeah. do anything. That's what I'm saying. And the thing is, right, because it's like Inception, isn't it? Like the Matrix. Uh, the Mayfair tea room exists solely in the um, sort of internet space. And Gareth, as an agent, he can go wherever he wants. He could <laughs> pop up in the middle of tea for two if he wants. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying thought. Imagine that hair just dri- dripping into your tea and, oh. Yeah. That's literally what it's like. Oh, God. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Alright, that's your assignment. And The Last of Us is a game where you can just close the curtains and spend an evening. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to talk to anyone, you don't have to interact with Guy Whitlock. You just enjoy yeah. yourself. Uh, 
We'll see how that goes. As it happens, I've got next Sunday free. So, uh, well, that's like a week away, mate. It's... Yeah, but no, it's this weekend. You said next Sunday. Next, well, this. But you coming should say Sunday. this Sunday. If... This oh. coming Sunday. You don't know how to speak bloody English, son. Oh, it's difficult for me. <laughs> it won't be after you play The Last of Us. Oh God! All right, I'll uh, see what I can do. You better add. <laughs> Have you been playing anything else, Don? Um, no. I played a little bit of Drive Club, but not as they would, not so much that it would make any difference. <laughs> but I do like Drive Club. It's great. If you listened last week, you'd know. I really like Drive Club, and it has got me off Destiny on more than one occasion. So, two. <laughs> <clears throat> okay then. So thank you everyone for listening. From all of us, join us next week with more gaming news, opinions and reviews. Remember to visit www.gamebanter.co.uk where you can download all of the past Game Central podcasts and listen at your own leisure because only a certain few are available on iTunes, aren't they, Gareth? Only the last 30, which is weird. That is weird, isn't it? So if you wanted half of our episodes. Exactly. Uh, also, while you're at it on www.gamebanter.co.uk, you can read the world exclusive review of Max Payne 3, which from next week I'll be serialising, Gareth. Ooh. So everyone can, so they don't have to worry about reading it, they can listen to it, and then we can maybe get some developer thoughts from you. That'd be nice. There is more stuff than just that There's uh, not. review on there. There's an interview I did with Martin Kitts, former editor of N64 magazine. Yeah, but it's hardly the exclusive review of Max Payne 3, is it? That's fair. I want to get into your mind. I want to know what you were thinking when you wrote that review. Uh, I know this might sound rude also, uh, but if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that's all we ask. It's just basically to make us feel wanted. (laughs) You know, we don't do this. We do this only through love. And to know that there's people out there that appreciate it, that's all we want. We put in these hours of work. So please take the 10 seconds to give us a little bloody iTunes, will you, mate? (laughs) Please. That's all we ask. You know, how long does it take, Gareth? Give me a bloody simile. A simile? Yeah. About as long since I last spoke. There you go. There you go. Don, how quick is it to leave a bloody iTunes review? That depends if you've got to download and install iTunes. Uh, well, why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Why would you do that? And it's absolutely free to do. So until next week, (laughs) thank you, everybody, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.